everyone, Elle here. Welcome to Foster Fridays. Um, I wanted to apologize yet again for the radio silence. I just, you know, I kind of felt like the podcast was going in a negative direction and I honestly did not want to take it on that course. So I kind of stepped away and, you know, let the situations work themselves out and, um, you know, just kind of like kept quiet about it on here just because I didn't want to, again, just like make things super negative because that's not at all the intentions of this podcast. Um, but just to give you a little update as to what has happened, um, when I last left you, um, I was kind of talking about the lack of communication with our caseworker and just the struggles that we were having with her. And we um, ended up going above her head to her supervisor and um, eventually, um, and completely unintentionally, um, to the director of the agency that we're working with and you know things did for the most part get resolved um, at least temporarily and you know we fell into the same routine of you know texting her and not getting responses or just her really not being cooperative I guess and just being super super difficult and you know I had mentioned before where we anticipated that the children <laughs> And the bio parents would be the most difficult part of this whole endeavor, but really we found that it was working with the other adults, AKA the, uh, the agency that's been the most difficult. Um, so, you know, things kind of got hot and heavy there for a while. And, um, you know, at this point uh, they have been resolved mostly because our, actually our kids were reunified. Um, just, Around Thanksgiving, they went home a month after their older sister did. Um, if you'll remember, they had a seven-year-old sister who was placed elsewhere, and she was reunified after her foster mom kind of threw in the towel. And about four weeks later, our little ones were reunified, and I'm very happy to say that they're doing well. We're actually still in contact with them, and we see them regularly to exchange, you know, Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. and. They actually came over recently and had lunch the whole family it was fantastic and you know things are things are going well for them and we're, we're so excited that you know their parents are doing well and um, we actually since we last spoke we have moved and your license actually is assigned to the home not necessarily to you so we've had to go through the process of getting relicensed and um, this time I have to admit we've been a little bit um, slower in our progress of getting the house licensed. Um, at this point, we've done all of the steps. Uh, we've installed the locks on all of the cabinets and locked away the alcohol and cleaning chemicals and paints and everything else we have to do, medications, all that stuff. Um, the dogs have all gone and got their latest shots, which was one of the requirements. And the Department of Health has come out and the new bedroom is set up and you know, we're just in the groove of things now. And at this point, we're just waiting for um, the paperwork aspect of it to all be pushed through. And once that's done, then we'll have our next placement. And, you know, the bedroom's all set up and, and ready to go. Actually, when our little guy came over for lunch the other day, he ran into the house. And he's actually, he's never stayed here at this home, but he was a part of the the, um, the home buying process. He went and toured different homes with us and he came to this house when we were looking at it and um, he picked out which room he wanted as his and he had came, he was here after we purchased the home and um, when we would come in and paint it. 
but it was a slow moving process. So he never actually stayed here. Um, but he remembered the home, even at his little three-year-old self. He came running through the door and said to his older sister, look, sissy, let me show you my room. And he showed his parents his bedroom and he was like, well, his stuff. And he was like, this is my bed and this is sissy's bed and this is all my stuff. And he was just so excited to be able to share that with his family. And I can, I can imagine that it was very difficult for his parents to see, you know, how he lived while he was with us and away from them. But at the same time, I'm sure it was comforting to see that, you know, he was happy when he was with us and that he did have a good lifestyle while he was with us and his needs were all met. And he was very excited to show them like all this little stuff. And it was really, really super cute. Um, so we, we've been very fortunate to remain in contact with them. And, you know, that doesn't happen often. Um, we have several friends who are veteran foster parents and of them only one of the foster families had one placement that they still keep in touch with. You know, I think it's so easy for the bio parents to, once they get the kids back to kind of sweep you under the rug and pretend like you never happened. Just, you know, just because it's easier, I guess. And it's for the kid to just forget that you were in the picture you know, you're just kind of vanished and they don't talk about you anymore. And, you know, I think that it's easier for them that way. And it's probably a lot less embarrassing, but you know, the bio parents for the kids that we had, you know, they've really stepped up and we'll get phone calls saying, you know, Hey, little guy misses you. Can he talk to you? And, um, just text us with, you know, Hey, just want to let you know, everything's going great. You know, the baby got her ears pierced. She's crawling. And, you know, they sent us pictures and they've allowed us to come over to the apartment. And I think that that is just absolutely incredible that they've been willing to do that because it, it doesn't happen. Um, one of our friends, um, well, actually two of our friends, they speak at the graduation for the pride classes and they tell a fluff story about, you know, how they still get to see their former foster daughter and how she and her biological brother come over and spend every other weekend with them. And when we told them that, you know, we were getting to have visits with the kids and that we were planning a sleepover, um, they were like, wow, that's a, that's a fluff story we just kind of tell to make people feel happy. They were like, that shit never happens. And so we're, we're very thankful that we're in the position that we're in and, um, you know, it's nice to, to be able to see them and just kind of monitor them and just know that they are doing okay. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a good feeling. So now we're, we're back at square one where we have, you know, an empty twin bed and empty crib, and we're just kind of waiting for that phone call. And, um, it's crazy because a couple times now we've said, you know, this could be our last good night of sleep for a while. And just because we, you really never know when you're going to get that phone call. And, um, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking just knowing that, you know, last time I kind of had a little bit of a breakdown when we had the placement, you know, going from zero kids to two kids in a matter of hours was extremely difficult for me. And, we kind of like it shook my brain and my emotions a little bit and I was a mess for a little bit and I'm just kind of nervous about what might happen with the next one you know we were so fortunate with little boy and baby girl because they were so well behaved and you know they were easy and you really never know what you're going to get and 
it's like a mixed bag, you know, it could be good. It could be, it could be tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. Just go with that word and pretend like I know how to say it. Um, but you know, whatever it is, you know, we're preparing ourselves and we're getting ready for our next placement and it's, it's exciting. You know, um, we've talked about, you know, sticking with, you know, two just because we don't want to be outnumbered. And we've talked about, you know, the age, um, we're licensed right now for three children ages zero to five. Um, we're thinking more like zero to two might be a good fit for us right now. Um, but you know, when that phone call comes and you're, you're in need, there's, there's no telling, you know, what you're going to say. And like, yes, I'll take that 17 year old, which God help me, do not let me get a 17 year old. I don't, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And, um, I think I'm most interested to see if our situation was a fluke, um, with our caseworker and the agency and just, um, the issues that we had, you know, the agency that we work with, there's four here in Jacksonville where we live and there's four of them. And the one we were assigned to is apparently the best agency there is here. And I'm just really scared as to what else other people are experiencing. You know, we've, we've heard stories from other people and even those that were not with the agencies that are rated as highly as ours, they were experiencing some of the same stuff. Ours was a hell of a lot worse. So hopefully, you know, the next one is a breeze and that we have a caseworker that is, you know, open and honest and willing to share information and give us, you know, things like social security numbers and court dates, you know, things that should be handed readily to us. And we're just hoping that the next one is, is going to be a lot more smooth than the, the one we just had. I will say that um, since the kids have been reunified, the supervisor uh, for our caseworker, she has actually um, been removed of her duties. I don't, I don't know any more details of that. And then our caseworker has also quit and decided to pursue a different career path. Um, so they're no longer uh, an issue. So um, I, I guess, you know, that's a good thing that happened out of all of this is, you know, people that were kind of negative and, um, you know, not really helpful or are no longer in the picture. I think that'll probably help other people in our area um, from having to deal with some of the same crap that we did. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up for this week. And I do have, now that I have like this veteran belt wrapped around my waist and I've got some experience, you know, I, I feel like I have some quality information that I can share with you. So I look forward to sharing that with you in the very near future. Next time, I will share with you some tips and techniques that we use to help our little one cope with his emotions after visitation. Remember, there are more than 400,000 kids in the American foster care system who need a positive influence in their life, just like you. So go ahead and go over to Google and type in your county name and foster care to get more information on how you can help. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.